0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums Podcast, the home of Scottish Football Banter.
1: Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums Podcast. We're at Season 10, Episode 11. Um, John, or F-bomb John I should say, because good John's been doing the other podcast, some great interviews recently with David Irons and Colin McLeary uh, of Taggart fame. So I am joined by returning guest Scott, who missed last week. We'll let him off. Uh, I don't know. He never gave an excuse in an absence note, so we don't know what he did and we actually were quite kind to him. Sometimes when folk miss the podcast, we'll maybe just make something up. No, we're good. So, how are you doing, Scott? You all right?
0: I'm good, and I'll
1: be missing next week as well, so you might as well get that in early. I think at this rate I could be doing the podcast myself next week. No, I think Tony's going to Tony, be available next uh, week.
0: Tony
1: will be back going not. He's away, he's away in holiday this week or something like that, so having some kind of fun. Um. So, I, The usual plan to talk about in the early season, because we've got the European arching, domestic stuff, and then just a bit about what's going on. Around the, the country, really. So, I don't know where I start off. Maybe just because it was breaking yesterday. This is Wednesday we're recording. So, Tuesday, we had the big announcement from Nicola that, well, apart from a curfew at 10 o'clock, which isn't going to affect me because I'm too old for it. Uh, same with yourself, I not you said, Scott? Yeah. But football fans, it's looking unlikely there's going to be fans, in, I think, this year. I would say so. At any level, I think.
0: I've mentioned this before on here, on Twitter and uh, in our group chat as well. I would be pushing, if I was in any football authority, I'd be pushing for certainly the non-league teams to have some fan representation in the grounds. Because you know yourself, John, how many times have you turned up to these places, there's maybe one stand, there's no seating, there's a, there's a good way of self, police. There's a good way of policing that situation where you can have a certain amount of fans into an area. They're then isolating from each other, socially distanced. It is easier for me anyway to do it at say Apollo or Maryhill or a, Mary a Newcom. New
1: Absolutely, um, yeah.
0: Aucklandly, that, that those sort of areas. To self, to, to socially distance, to, to enjoy the game of football compared to what we had at, um, even at Ross County where you're, you're missing people out and stuff like that. I think it's easier to do it and to, to have them self-policing each other at these sort of grounds where these clubs need the money the most. I think we're pandering too much to the Scottish Premiership and they, they, I don't think they've deserved it. I think they've already got more funds coming in than these smaller teams. And I think if we gave just a, 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 these are all open air grounds as well that's what I'm saying it's not terrorist there's not a lot of terracing I think that's that would be a compromise if I was the SFA or the West of Scotland League or whoever I'd be saying you know, can we at least try a wee bit of piloting there but the problem is that then Nicola's got these new regulations and guidelines she's not going to kind of mess around with the message by saying yeah you can't see your granny but we're now actually letting you into football and it's just, it was bad timing if they'd done it from the start, pushed it for the smaller teams I think we might have been at a better stage
1: Oh yeah I agree, I mean I thought that from the start as well I thought it was mad, that would allow fans back in and test events to the bigger teams but not the lower grounds, what we are seeing though in terms of the lower leagues now and I think teams are having to be a bit more creative I've seen breaking. They're going to start doing pay-per-view for their games, I think, and streams, and I think other teams will be doing the same, I would imagine. But you would uh, think it would be a substantial cost. Are they going to get the same numbers watching pay-per-view? I mean, some of the teams, maybe, for example, like two maybe maybe only getting, what, 300 people at the game? or 300 the, people going to pay pay-per-view? I don't know. And the, problem the cost is, as well?
0: The problem is, from, from, from my personal experience working on video production and stuff, is the quality may not be that great. And to actually stream it, you know, you see the problems that the, the top teams have had with their streaming abilities. Yep. Uh, you know, is that going to work its way down? How does, how's that going to work? Actually, uh, BSE Glasgow, they uh, announced they're doing Twitch with uh, AtmosaPlays. Plays. Oh, um, are, yeah. So he's going to stream his game, their games on his Twitch. I think that's maybe an innovative idea that might work well. Yeah. Um, as, as long as they've got a good um Wi-Fi connection. So uh, yeah, there there is definitely ways around that if teams are a bit more creative. Um I know there was something with Albion Rovers with was it Mark Miller, the the guy that used to do the drawings for Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. He's they're trying to do something. Um, Kelty always,
1: Hearts are trying to do stuff as well.
0: So there's definitely innovative ways around that. And I think that the small teams um, have been so innovative from the, the get-go, whether it's helping their communities or getting help in themselves. Uh, it's just a shame. And I hope some teams don't regret some signings that they've made on the back of thinking that football was going to come back in October. Um, yeah, because you wonder whether that's even that's going to happen.
1: Long... Is it going to still come back in October? Yeah. Olympics,
0: or is that going to be pushed back? Uh, yeah, but will it happen at all this season? Do you know what I mean? I don't want to think that way, but can they afford, you know, postponements, testing, certain things? Um I know Ross County have agreed to do the, the testing things for, was it Brora Rangers and... I think you were Inverness. Inverness and I think there was, a, there was another team, I can't remember, Elgin I think maybe?
1: Yeah.
0: Um you know, the, the bigger teams probably have to take, and people say, well, you know, Morrison's would to help out Tesco and stuff like that, but I think the bigger teams, what people, you know, football is a business, I, I totally understand that, but it's also about competition. The business can only work if there's other teams and communities out there that actually make it happen. So I think the bigger teams, if they can afford it, and that's the problem as well, can they afford it? Uh, can the SPFL do more? Uh, we have to look at different ways. And, you know, we have to probably ask the Scottish government what they can do to help out as well.
1: I would ask in the latest as it's come out and they're asking about getting some kind of support from the government, whether that's going to be Scottish government or UK government level, not quite sure. But the other thing you mentioned about the testing side of things, obviously there was was it last week there was concerns from the likes of Alex Dye and a few others saying, how can we play these cup competitions? We're getting tested. But yet the other teams are not getting tested. so.
0: And I, I can totally see his point. It, it, it's a harsh reality. Um, and it's it's also harsh for um, who are playing Quarrenock first. Because um, I wrote about this and now it's gone out of my head. Or in the Betfred um, Cup. In the Betfred Cup. But they, that'll be their first... Is it Falkirk? And that'll be their first game. It's going to be against somebody who's already played... Nine, ten games in the season. So there's there's pitfalls for both for both teams, um, but yeah, this should have been this should have been all, you know. Again, I sound like a a broken record, but this should have all been ironed out before the season started.
1: Yeah, well, organisation isn't the best in Scotland in terms of the leagues and stuff like that and their associations.
0: But... It, it's it isn't you know and are Too quick to actually get football back without thinking of these potential pitfalls and consequences, and this one is a glaring error that again should have been sorted. I thought um, the Anderson money was paying for all teams to get uh, tested, Um, but clearly um, I misread that situation. Um, So I wouldn't if I if I was a premiership team. I wouldn't want to play a team that's not getting tested, unfortunately. But then I would like to think that they could help them with that. So,
1: Aye, or even as well, that the, I was going to say, Cup sponsors could be helping in different things like that as well.
0: And here's the, here's the other thing. So Celtic and Aberdeen get fined thirty grand each, right? Not the best time to be fining football teams in my opinion. But where does that money go? That should be going back into the League Cup then and the high-opening teams get tested. Yeah, I
1: think it's going to the charity trust, some of it. Um, I think I read 8,000 going to the charity trust and there are 22,000 going somewhere else. I can't quite remember,
0: but yeah. The charity trust, and pure pure huge on charity and how football, how it affects football and how football can affect charity, but they got a nice, sizable donation. They got a new charity out of it via the John Anderson money. I think the full the full 60,000 could have went towards a smaller team. You know, we need to start thinking if we're not having fans in, we need to try and provide some sort of help income-wise. Yeah, I mean,
1: the knock on effect and we've been talking about this since the pandemic started, is are we going to eventually see the loss of clubs? I mean, it's...
0: I didn't think we would until this moment and now I'm, I'm a bit worried because certain money doesn't seem to be spent the way I thought it was going to get spent. There's certain... Um, I, I, I just think that from the get-go, the authorities, SPFL, SFA, have been pandering to the top leagues and it's now going to really affect some of the small teams. Um, some of them have bought big and have they got the money to sustain that? I don't know. Uh, there's so many questions now that I can't be sure. Yeah.
1: And there's obviously been footballers have been lost to the game as well because of the whole situation as well because they've thought well can I continue to play I need to look after number one and get a full-time job or something like that as well so it's
0: yeah there'll be ones that are probably now delivery drivers um, working in supermarkets and things because that's the only guaranteed income they've got
1: yeah Um, we'll try and be more more positive though um, in terms of the rest of the podcast, but uh, recently it's been it's been quite difficult because we're all getting frustrated from top to bottom, whatever it is, your personal life been affected, your socialising, socializing, going to football, whatever, just anything. Um
0: well if you went to if you went to go from kind of rock bottom right back up to top of the mountain then surely European football Scotland last week.
1: You got you got a script through I uh, that's exactly where we're linking to
0: is that um, linking up to
1: Aye, so yeah. I think in terms of the Rangers game, I don't think we need to touch on it too much. Comfortable win. The only maybe um, real maybe not talking point, but the big thing was Mirella's maybe back involved, scoring.
0: <laughs> it is probably, it's probably it was probably a good game for him to come back to. Um does it you know, they were always heavy favourites to win it, they're always probably gonna win it. Gets him a couple of goals, um, set him up for the weekend. Uh Tavenier goes a a good starting block with the, the free kick. Um but yeah, it was just a routine win that you would have we all were kind of expecting from Rangers.
1: Yeah. I think the thing about Middle as well is I think they're having it depend on, on him as well, because I think Roof might have picked up another injury, I think. Yeah, and it's uh, staff again. It? He tends just back from injury, so it doesn't leave them any other options. And I suppose by playing him as long as he's maybe is it get the focus? whether he wants to leave or not, as long as he plays, puts in performances, Gerrard will accept that. And it also helps as well, maybe from a point of view, when they do sell him, it gets his, his price back a bit. Yeah, I think his price would have been affected slightly for various I, reasons. I um,
0: think, I think I, I'm not sure about the, the price in terms of, it. it depends on whether or not Rangers, and that's the key point, is whether Rangers' price would have went up and down. I don't think it would have went down. Um and I think the other worth mention, mentioning is Defoe came back as well. So you had Defoe yep. and uh, ten. I, I, I don't know if I pronounced his, his name properly. I've not heard that enough yet. Nedrick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think um, so the, there is certainly more cover uh, in those attacking areas. But yeah, it was just a routine win.
1: Um, not so routine for Motherwell. No, it was looking like at the time. I was watching the Aberdeen game, so I was only kind of half following it. And to be honest, once I'd seen it was 2-0, I'd actually stopped even falling the second half. I thought, oh, well, Motherwell should be probably through 2-0 up. I thought, aye, going good there. And then later on, I think it was, yeah, it must have been at the end of the Aberdeen game And I was talking to my mate and he was like, oh, aye, Motherwell are struggling. I was like, talking about Motherwell are struggling. They were 2 half time. Go. He goes, aye, they've lost two penalties and now it's an extra time penalty. And all that type of thing. I was like, all oh, right, okay. See, so
0: that shows that you don't pay attention to the Scottish Football Forum group chat. Because I mentioned straight after half time that they needed to score another one, or it would be a, a dodgy second half, and that kind of how it proved to be. I think it's one of those ones where you know certain managers say two and is a dangerous scoreline to be leading by. I think that's very much the case because you stick or twist, and I think Motherwell were caught in the headlights a wee bit, and especially a game like that where. You're probably not expecting to be 2 0 up straight away. We always get to have these struggles against home nation teams, fellow home nation teams. And I think when they conceded the penalty, the first penalty, they were then caught. And I think they started probably sitting back a bit too much and just started panicking a bit. And I think that's certainly how it seemed to come across. Um, and then gave away another penalty right to the death. Um, yeah. And you know, I suppose at least uh, Carson saved them with the actual penalty shootout, although you would have probably preferred them to at least have saved one during the, the 90 minutes to yeah. save them that that uh, sh- kind of shock to the system.
1: Three good saves as well. Yeah. Because uh, um, I don't think any, per- any penalty was particularly bad.
0: Um kind of add to the corners. Um maybe one of them is kind of probably an easy height for them. but apart from that, you you I know mean, you're still on target and that's sometimes all you can really ask for apparently. But you know I did really well to get to them.
1: Yeah. Um, as I say, I was following up well, I wasn't following that one, I didn't even was watching it on the, the pay per view channel. So very, very open game, I think. I'd heard reports about them being quite a kind of open attacking team and they like to get forward but maybe a bit vulnerable at the back and certainly that's the way it proved to be. However, they were causing problems from the get-go, and McCrory ended up playing right wing-back, which is certainly not his best position. I know he's versatile when we spoke about that. Um, as far as I'm concerned, he should be playing mid-at-the-park, and that's it. Maybe cover occasionally at the back. Um, we'll obviously come on to how that might um, end up being more of a long-term thin later on. But, yeah, game very open, Um plays well, went with the, the same positive type formation again. Only well, unfortunate thing was Kennedy's picked up an injury, which brought a wee bit of disruption to the team because he was playing well at the the wing back role. Much as I thought, he's not going to be suited for playing it. He's been he's been pretty good, but yeah, McCrory struggled a wee bit. He get drawn in a few times, he get drawn in a few times into the centre and get caught out a wee bit playing that position. However, just right before half time, breaks forward. Um, Scott Wright plays a great ball, and then nice goal as well. So he
0: took, took it well. You know, it was obviously there was a, a chance that got blocked originally, and it came back out to him. He um, took his chance well. You know, again, I've said this before. Out of all three positions, that's the, my least. Um, I think that's his least comfortable position. Is playing in, in the right the right back. Or the yeah, right
1: I back. think. I think he played um, in a Portsmouth and struggled a wee bit. Um, he's definitely best in the centre. They can dictate the game, and they always best attributes are shown in when he plays in the middle of the park.
0: I think, he, I think though, uh, he's going to be a centre back. I still yeah. think that's his that's his ultimate position is going to be there. I think he'll step out. I, th- I think he's comfortable in the ball, but I think it will be kind of orchestrating that he will be playing there more. And as you say, there's a reason that he may be playing there more for dean in the next few months. Yeah. Um
1: but yeah we certainly had a few chances in the first half I would say. We could have probably been a couple of goals too good. However, second half, bit of a nerve nervous situation. They were coming at us and doing well. I I thought we were maybe going to be struggling. Um however we got the we got a second goal and then I would say quite comfortable therein. So a tie that I think was probably the toughest out of the three teams, the three Scottish teams.
0: I think we can't brush past scoring directly from a corner. Yes. Um, only because I did that as well and it's a great feeling. Oh,
1: did you? Uh, <laughs> you just wanted uh, to put yeah, it I in. Just to, I, I just wanted to
0: bring that up.
1: So did you just, have
0: a hairband in it? The same, uh, the same as no, well? no. Uh, uh, my hair's down, my hair goes out the way rather than long. So it's, uh, it's never going to have a hairband in it. Uh, but uh, I certainly didn't mean it. Um, but it's that kind of luck that you need sometimes for Scotch teams in Europe. Um but I think Aberdeen can be happy that they took their form into Europe. They got a clean sheet, even though yes. it a bit nervy at times. And the the fact that it was open probably helped because I think that settles down some nerves. You think to yourself, Well, okay, let's put ourselves up against it. Let's instead of sitting back, they've actually, you know, got room to, to play in as well. So um I think that was the
1: best result of the night for Scottish football. Yeah, definitely. We, we maybe could have scored some as well, I think. Again, Scotland had a good chance when he was put in by Hedges. Everybody could have scored. So there have been a couple of that recently. He needs to maybe brush up a wee bit in his shooting. Um, but yeah, if you'd asked a 2-0 win at the start, you'd be doing pretty pleased with it. Um, yeah, good win. Happy to be through the next round. And it then- it's
0: great to have Motherwell and Aberdeen in, in that, you know, far into the competition. Because that's what Scottish football has been calling out for for years, is for all our teams to step up and produce these results. Um, and it's not, listen, it's not easy and I, 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 we, we can't um, expect it. But it's, you know, it's good that I think we've started to kind of learn that we can play against um, certain teams in Europe and produce these, these victories.
1: Yeah, I should point out even though like McCrory ended up playing at right wing, but he brought in McGeech, who I thought was pretty good in the centre of the park. He did play well, but just something we'll come onto later on when we talk about the Aberdeen game at the weekend, um, as well. Because yeah, maybe I don't I talk about it at all actually? But yeah, the draw on Friday. I was sitting in the car trying to follow it because I was on on my way to Dundee for a weekend, so I would say out the ties. Well, Celtic are the only team to get away, if they get through Riga tomorrow, which is in Premier Sports, which are expect they um, will. No certainty, but I think they should get beyond them. Um, they've got, was it Sarajevo, or one of these teams again, that you've, I've not heard of, I don't know if you have.
0: No. Was it it's, Budikos? Yeah.
1: Podgerica? Yeah, good I think. one. Not, not one I've come across. I've heard it at Sarajevo. Um Rangers have got a pretty tricky tie anyway this week, I would say, in a wee bit. Yeah. However, okay. I've got injuries, I would expect. Rangers are beating better teams in Europe over the last two seasons. I think they it's, should have enough to get through.
0: It's, it's, it's again, if Rangers carry on the European form that they've had since Gerrard's taken over, it's a game that they should win. They showed against Fyredord last year that, you know, they, they can play good Dutch teams and beat them. But, <laughs> the, the The pessimistic side of my Scottish football brain is that there's always a banana skin just waiting to be slapped upon so um should if all go the way you'd like to think it would go they just should come out of that one with a victory but it's um it's it's a tricky game it's one yeah. that you you, you you can see that may go the other way.
1: Aye, and they've got a couple more familiar names have to get through, so they're either at home to Galatasaray or Hadrick Split. So, yeah, that would be Rabindel,
0: Falcao, scoring lots for uh, Galatasaray. So that's a name kind of blast from the past, almost. Um, but yeah, two two teams with obviously good European pedigree, um, certainly in the past. Um, the last time that Rangers had Galatasaray in the Champions League, um, I was at the game. Uh, I think it was 0-0, from what I remember. Um, oh, no, the Rangers won it. I, can't, I, can, I honestly can't remember. Haji, uh, Georgie Haji, played that game. So I suppose that's a good thing for uh, Ineas. Uh, if he's playing against his dad's old club, that might be a, a talking point. But, um, yeah, so sure it was uh, more
1: than a few years ago. Uh,
0: yeah, well, it was... 2000s, you know, so I can't remember the exact year. Um Probably early 2000s for Jersey to be kicking with Ibrox. Yeah,
1: what a player. Um, so Motherwell, they've got Shiva from Israel tomorrow. Obviously, Israel's in lockdown. Um, so that's interesting. They never played at the weekend. So they had their match postponed but they've won one lost one in the league so far. I think most people said when the job was made it was a tough tie for Motherwell to ask. asked but Motherwell obviously have been a bit better form recently. Four wins out of the last five you never know.
0: It's again, it's, like, it's, it's, it's so unpredictable this year. Um, I think Bersheva, do we all think it's going to be tougher than it is because of the Celtic results in the past um, rather than what we know of them at the moment. Um, but, you know, to for any Scottish team to go away and win an away tie is difficult for the best of times. So, you know, we we saw a national team struggling against, you know, the Czech B team. So, uh, it, against uh, Israel. Uh, yeah. So, um, I, I, I really don't know know where that that go, that game goes, um, but hopefully, Mother will take a victory. But I, I, we would not have a, a clue.
1: Yeah. In the one thing that might go for them, the fact is that they've not played many games. Pierre Schiever, that might help. Yeah.
0: So th- 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 Motherworld are coming into a bit of form, as you say, so that, that could help out as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it, there's 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 no reason not to go into it thinking you can win it um, and have a good go at it as well.
1: Yeah, and if they get through, they face Victoria Plain or... Is it Sonderstreich? I might not pronounce that right.
0: That Sean almost Coddy sounded like Sean I didn't I? It was <laughs> actually in a... the talk,
1: the talk that. I I that. You've maybe seen him about Glasgow, but I was walking about Dundee and it was... Casino Gaming It's was like it's obviously Sean Connery's name that place it This
0: um, uh, got a new
1: website <laughs> <laughs> so yes Aberdeen Monty when the job was made certainly tough to high Sport and all' I know they've had their problems recently in terms of they were basically a fire sale. They were selling everything our players were trying to get going for free. That was a couple of years ago. They've always got a good youth set up. They've probably got a bit of depth for a squad. However, yeah, I think there's eight players and two coaching staff members tested positive. So it'd be interesting to see what kind of team they put out. I don't know who it is that's missing. They've not played any games so far this season because they were supposed to play at the weekend. Their game was postponed. So again, maybe it might help us. Um, but a tough tie, all the same.
0: It, it's, I think the tie becomes a lot more interesting because they haven't played. Um, I think the competitive edge should give Aberdeen a bit more longevity in the legs, hopefully. Um, looking, I, I had a really quick look at the sporting squad, the kind of standard name. Sproa, Sproa, the kind of Slovenian striker, he seems to be very prolific uh, at league level. Um, Was One of the Bratislava teams, um, he scored a phenomenal mm-hmm. amount of goals. And then I think it's 5-13 for Sporting. Um, but then interestingly, only had two internationally, so I don't know how that kind of thing is. And maybe he'll be one of the ones missing out. Um, and then the uh, Rafael Camacho I think was a very good prospect coming through at Liverpool um, There is
1: that, yeah they've got a few prospects there's a young left back Nuno Mendes who's been linked with the likes of Real Madrid Manu and stuff like that so he's probably pretty good and then a young centre-back Quaresma as well who I've heard good things about
0: <laughs> well, they, they, uh, They've just renamed their academy, their academy um, after one Kind of famous footballer that came through there called Cristiano Ronaldo. So I don't know, you know, they obviously know how to um, spot a player and let that player progress.
1: Aye, they definitely do.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, we'll see what happens today. I'll, I'll be watching it. Aberdeen announced they're will it will But we'll I like watching pay per view again. So yeah,
0: so... I've seen that. That's good. Um, but I think I think it's it's just exciting for an Aberdeen fan to watch that because you're not going to dread in it. You've well, ridden. Well, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. that first half performance
1: on <laughs> Sunday. Uh.
0: Uh, well, uh, yeah, I should have maybe tempered that court. Um But, I, I think Sunday might not actually work against you. Um, so, I think a few arses may have been kicked and they, they then they've still got those minutes in the tank that could maybe give Sporting the okay. I think, keep it keep it close for the first 20 minutes, fuel the game out, and then go at them would be my kind of idea. But then yeah. It all depends on what happens in those first 20 minutes.
1: It's interesting because, I mean, they might feel a bit galvanised, like Sporting might feel a bit galvanised by the fact that players are out and that makes them put their performance a performance belt but it's how they start the game. When I'm not having played, I don't know to what extent they've even been able to play many friendlies or anything like that, but will they come out all guns blazing hoping that, they can maybe kill the tie off early or whatever. But yeah, as you say, I think you know, in a way Sunday might help us out because we don't go in full of well, confidence as such. We go in wanting You're not to, overly uh,
0: confident, that's for sure. you have
1: a point. Um, yeah. My interest will be is whether we stick to the formation we've been playing recently or whether the game on Sunday will see that scrapped and also the loss of Scott McKenna. So.
0: Uh, yeah, I think... I would maybe see it going maybe four with um, McCrory covering uh, in front of the midfield. Uh, in front of the defence, sorry. I don't know yeah. if, 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 if for, for that particular game. Um, I, I don't know if I would go with three at the back uh, away in Portugal. It's
1: yeah, I'm not sure how they set up as well. That might have an impact on it, but McInnes won't really know that either. How they how they set up just now, he'll just be going pro on what they did last season.
0: Yeah, they probably don't know how they're going to set up until the ten minutes before kickoff. To be honest, who's positive and who's
1: who's not? Yeah. Um. So if Aberdeen are to get through, though, they do have potentially their their best chance of getting into the actual group so they stages. They've got Lask from Austria or another team again. I can't see I've heard of Danisha Strader. Um uh, and I like how you're giving me the, <laughs> the, the well, chance said, to pronounce all these names. I would absolutely
0: butcher them, so there's no there's no danger
1: of that. But uh, so last from Austria and the lot team is from Slovakia. So right, we'll see what happens. Austrian football's a bit on the up recently, obviously with Solgsburg doing so well and the actual national team as well working kinda of doing a lot better, so will right, yeah, see what happens. Well, we'll Austria, get through anyway, but did. It's a chance if you get through. I would say a good chance to get into the group stages if you were to get there.
0: Oh, sure, is things. a bit like a bit like our football. There's it kind of peaks and troughs and stuff. But it seems to be on a wee bit. We're up, but then so do we. So it might be a bit. But it's definitely the best chance Aberdeen have got to get into the group stages.
1: Yeah, I would say so. But yeah, tough tie against Sporting. So we'll see what happens. Um, but I, yeah, I never realised um, we were speaking about that a few weeks ago about whether it was a one off or a a two-leg playoff, but it turns out yeah it's just a one-off leg which is so good it's it's as well so the Champions League a, as far as I'm aware is still going to be two legs for the playoff. so it's a, it's, just a,
0: it's just a shootout then so um, yeah. that's the and then with three three home games did we not with the draw three
1: yeah three out of four was yeah. pretty decent that's um,
0: not
1: bad. especially as I assumed it was all away way not yeah so um, but yeah the certainly the Celtic games on Premier Sports. I think Motherwell, Rangers have announced that
0: they're pay-per-view for
1: yeah, the game. I think Motherwell might be pay-per-view as well. And then obviously as I said, Aberdeen is pay-per-view, so aye. See what happens. How many we get how many get through? So move on to the weekend. Um not that I want to talk much about the weekend, especially Sunday, but Saturday was four games. Um, Sunday, a couple of games. I'm trying to think where to start from Saturday. Start with Celtic. May as well. All right. Nah, they were the highest-placed team playing on Saturday. Like-
0: Celtic, the um, last couple of games, showed a lot of character. Um, probably got themselves into positions that they shouldn't have got themselves into in the first place. Um I think if, I think McGregor's kind of that should be a wake up call for Lennon that McGregor should play forward, further forward. Um, I think he did a lot of good work down there. Same with Ryan Christie. Um, Egeti looks a really good player. Um, nice. Very good, very good movement off the ball. Uh, makes good runs. Uh, gets himself in fantastic positions and can finish. A so, great first-time finish as well. Yeah, so I, I like, really like the look of a jetty. Um Duff obviously gives them something going forward um, with set pieces. Um, I like the... Whose goal did I like? Um, let me just remind myself. Serrano. I, don't know, I did like Serrano's goal, but it was a Celtic goal... Um, was it Christie's? It was Christie's goal, and it was nice passing and movement from McGregor into Taylor, yeah. Taylor into Christie. I thought that was a really good kind of move, a Scottish triangle. Um, so yeah, I think it was a penalty. Um, I don't think I was You know, it, it, when I say it was a penalty. According to the new ruling, the way you know the rules are these days, his hand is kind of in an unnatural position in terms of it's up. He's made himself bigger. Um, I don't like it as a rule because I don't think it's a necessary. I don't think you know if you're sliding in that position, I think your arm goes that goes that way, and it's so close to him that it's hard to to really do anything else. But under the new kind of ruling system, I think that was an issue.
1: You're looking. I was trying to spot away a way fly there.
0: I thought you were winding me up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh no, I doesn't, on, he doesn't want talk. talk about Celtic penalties. Uh, <laughs> getting away penalties. But, uh, but the thing I, is, what did quickly, John? What do you think in that situation? Do you think the referee gives a penalty if the uh, Celtic uh, parks full?
1: Uh, I, I think you've seen them giving even with the old rule that type of thing. It, yeah, was,
0: but at at a an old firm stadium with the f- fans, you know, I, I would be very interested to see um a kind of I, whether they when still the fans come back if, you know, if, if a if similar decision comes up, whether or not they get the penalty. Um it's now at a time I well. The Serrano goal was fantastic. Uh, the Celtic yes. players I think certain players, Serrano is obviously somebody we don't know much about yet. And they kind of give them too much time to just set themselves up. And I think uh, if other teams notice that, they'll close them down a lot quicker. But that was a fantastic call. Um did well. Yeah, they, they did give up. Um and that's credit to them. Um I don't I th- I think they're still in a slightly salt, uh, slightly false position in the league. Um I don't think they're the worst team for me, but uh, that's as good as you're you're going to get without picking up a point at Celtic Park, I think.
1: Yeah, and I still think they're probably waiting to try and see if they can get some kind of striker in. Um, Waiting to see what happens down south as well, because they've not really got anyone there that you can look at and think they're going to get me even double figures in the moment, I think. So that's going to be an issue there. The one thing I've noticed from Celtic, I don't know whether he's just been rested or if I've missed something in terms of an injury. But Julian wasn't playing, or even on the bench. Whether it's... I don't know.
0: Uh, I didn't see anything about the reasoning for it. um, But Lennon has been kind of rotating a wee bit with the defence. So I I would imagine it'll be an injury or, or some sort of problem if he's not in the full squad. Yeah.
1: And I think obviously Edward's just been protected because he'd... He's not gone back from injury. He played a couple of games with France under 21s.
0: And that's the beauty of having a jetty there. Yes. And, you know, they can then afford to give them that extra bit of rest if it needs to be. Aye,
1: because they never even ended up running off the bench. For my fantasy football team, it was dreadful. Because <laughs> Edward was in the bench, and Lucy was in the bench, and Lucy got bloody six minutes. Um, and I had Frimp but unfortunately, they obviously lost a couple of goals from that point of view. It's weird. I actually sometimes wish I'd any bother setting up the Scottish fantasy football because you know at times wanting players to do well that normally you wouldn't. And then you think no, that's isn't it, right?
0: That's the exact reason why I don't do it. <laughs> it would ruin my weekend. Honestly, I would be you know, I'd be absolutely fuming if Motherwell lost 4-0 and I had two Motherwell players in the defence or midfield or something. So I was just like, nah, I'm getting too too involved um, which is it's a good thing in some ways but in other ways I was just like, nah, it's not, it's not good for my, my mental health
1: no, no, it's not good, I may end up scrapping it actually No, I'm doing alright, I was doing alright I think I'm about 8th or something like that so we'll see um, Dundee do United right in St Mirren so main thing is Dundee do United right getting back to winning ways I would yeah, say deservedly. I would say yeah. deservedly as well Oh, he, goal he, of the weekend. Oh, has to be, I think.
0: I, I think the technique was absolutely superb. He, he watched it all the way. Um, perfectly timed finish. Uh, it, it is, you know, his first top flight goal um, since coming back up to the top league. Um, but yeah, an absolute stammer. Perfection. Almost. Uh, well, yeah, if, you, if there is such a thing. Yeah.
1: And at least it answers the question, can he score in the, the Premiership?
0: Yeah, it, it, it's uh, it, it's funny because he probably will score a lot more than that. Or touch wood, he scores a lot more than that from you know, like a Scotland point of view. But it would be something they didn't want to see going a few games without scoring. So to do it early on, coming back from his injuries, a big boost for him. Because um, that's, that's the thing that it does hamper, strikers... Um, If they don't get away early doors, it
1: can really hamper them. Yeah, I think in a way as well, once you've got him and Clark both playing together, both of them have got a point to prove in terms of the top flight, which I think will help them out, actually. They're both at a good age. They're more mature now than what they were before as well and getting more chances, so I think that will certainly help them. The boy, again, it continues to impress every time I see him. Even if it's just highlights, is that as the boy Hawks, Yeah. Always looks good in terms of going forward, um, I think he had the chance as well before Spohr Spor scores. Um, Third time lucky because Shanklin had a chance, Hark's had a chance, and then third time lucky he scores.
0: But it's funny because early doors, St Mirren were creating chances as well. So it's just a case and, you know, if St Marin had scored inside that first 20-25 minutes, United could have probably dropped their heads because of the recent results. Um, but Seagrass did a really good game uh, especially in the first half second half I think um, I know ironically they conceded but I think United were supremely confident and showed it uh, on the pitch um,
1: what a nice one touch stuff
0: yeah um, and spreading the ball across the field and starting up um, quick chances and things like that it was impressive the um, uh, red card for um, Tate I can see why it's given. Um, there's sometimes when you see a challenge and you just go you're kind of too committed almost you go right in quite quickly there is a bit of studs showing and you can see the referee just looking at that and thinking he's gone in too quick it's just momentum but um, I don't think he's. I think he knows what he's doing. I think he, in terms of he's, he's, he's actually timed the challenge pretty well, but from the referee's point of view, he, it's kind of almost coming coming at it too quickly and kind of as if he's lost his temper. and I don't think he has. I think it's he, he knows exactly what he's doing and, and and he's not trying to endanger the player. But I think it's a kind of scenario that you're giving the question, giving the referee a question.
1: Aye, you definitely are. And then, they go obviously that Dundee you concede, Reynolds needs to do better. He just needs to clear his lines. He's I in think, control of that, I would say. He just need, but, he's,
0: but I think, um, it, was, uh, it was, Dylan Connolly. Connolly. Deserves a lot of credit for actually not giving up and pressing him and kind of getting on top of him because that, the harrying of him doing that has created a dilemma for Reynolds and who couldn't cope and who, as you say, should have clearly should have done better. But without that kind of pressing and that kind of um, forward thinking, he you know, he, he gets nothing of it. And then Reynolds buckles and suddenly he's got a chance and he puts it away. Um,
1: yes, well, could it be attacking play well, as opposed to being critical or the defensive play?
0: You, I think you could do, you could do both. Uh, but I think... Reynolds is probably more experienced should have certainly done better in that situation but credit to to the forward for actually not giving up
1: you can usually tell if a game's not particularly great if it's last on sports scene um, so I Ross so County and St Johnson
0: yeah Um yeah that's neither team created any real substantial chances throughout the game Um and you know, that's kind of indicative of for Johnson at home. That's quite poor. Um the one standout chance I think they had was right then with Murray Davidson. Yes. Um and he should have he, he has to put it to a corner, he can't just hit it straight to the goalkeeper in that sort of scenario. He's he's too experienced to just go go for what he did. But that's I mean, that's the kind of talking point for St Johnson, that's right at the end. Um the
1: free kick's just one of those ones. It's a good ball in the box, and if it yeah. get the keeper thing is expecting to get a touch, and it doesn't get a touch
0: in that position, that's the best thing you can do for a free kick. Is just put it in that area and hope someday either touches it or it goes all the way through and the keeper's, you know, he, he can't commit it. So it's just one of those. You know, that's where you have to put it and hope for the best.
1: Yeah. Saying the game wasn't up to much positives to take would be Ross County getting back to where he's a clean sheet. A clean They'll sheet, not yep. care how they won. They just want to get back into it. And it puts them
0: into it. the top six again. When we talk about their clean sheet, John, the, the thing is, they didn't concede a lot of chances either. So they've went away from home. They've obviously been compact and they've done well enough um, to withstand. In St Johnson we've mentioned it. they've got a good forward line at times when, when they work well together. Yep. Um, so to, to keep a clean sheet, that's a, a huge positive. And as you say, back into the top six and uh, another one back on the winning ways.
1: Yeah, I know definitely. Uh, and then the other game on Saturday was carbon Hamlin, Another battle of the plastics.
0: Um, the first goal... All credit to Chris Buck, I think, for his determined run. Um, just kept going and got the, the luck to, to thread it through. it did well with his finish. Um, I think uh, Ryan Rice kind of summed it up well at the end for Halton. It's just not good enough. Um, Their own mistakes have kind of cost them. Uh, and that's been a kind of scenario throughout the season. Um,
1: Plus, they do well to get back into it as well. Like that's the thing to get, yeah. get back into a dolphin. Um, second time, lucky
0: gets they, they, the A um, dolphin, as you say, they've got themselves. They've worked themselves back into the game, and then they've given away a triple ball, and it's created. have look at their their backline, and suddenly they've conceded it again.
1: Yeah, and the disappointing thing as well is come on, it go down to ten men. So like, is it a red card? You think? Correct decision or slightly
0: harsh personally I think it's slightly harsh but the angle's not great it's to see the contact I don't think he's I don't think he's went in for it I don't think he's went in to injure the player or maliciously I think he is just trying to, to kind of make a challenge maybe he's just too slow um, at pulling his leg away um, I think it's a bit harsh
1: yeah there's certainly positives to take from Kawanek in recent weeks. They are showing that they're, they're going to be a bit better. They've certainly been helped out by having Kabamba in decent form. And when Brophy is on the pitch, he's been doing well. So potentially stick with that. The two up front, it's going to help them. And then... I think,
0: Kiel- I think Kielty's come into a, a good yes. bit of form. And the Bucks is very smart at creating chances and getting the ball followed as well. So I think um, I think of probably showing that they've got a really good coach and that we'll get results.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, that concludes the game from Saturday. So the big game on Sunday, obviously Rangers may be first big test since the opening day of the season, going to Hibs. I never seen the game because um, I was travelling home and been away. Did you see the game itself?
0: Yeah, yeah watched the game. Um the the thing about the thing about Rangers that would be concerning for me if I was a Rangers fan is the fact that this was the first time that in league standings and in a game they would have been put under any sort of real pressure and have not answered it fully Um, the defending throughout was the weakest I've seen Rangers this season I think Boyle uh Doidge and specifically um, specifically Nesbitt or Nesbit I always yeah. Nesbitt is you know they had Goldson and um Helander on toast a lot of the time. Um that's you know the they bullied them, they what the channels um they were causing and to make mistakes. Hollander wasn't winning headers at the, the, the important times. So that's all credit to the Hibs front line. You know, they worked hard and they, they created their own chances. People talk about the offside decision for the sec, the, the Hibs equaliser. Um, it's I guess, Yes, with the hindsight of slow-mo and a good TV angle, you can see it's, he has offside. But that's very hard for a linesman to call um, on the real time. Um, I, I'm willing to give the, the I'm willing to give the linesman that slight error over VAR. Um, so I've got no no problems with that uh, as such. Uh, you
1: think Porteous should have seen red? It's,
0: it's an interesting one. I don't know why he's got himself into that position.
1: Because well, it's Morelos he's trying to wind him up, I would say, because you know that usually yeah, Morelos will react to that type of thing. I think that's why he's done it.
0: But he's made physical contact. There's ways in which you could wind up a player and then there's ways in which you can't. Um, and he's forced Morelos to the ground and again, that makes a referee having to make a decision. You know, that's the... There's kind of more um, schooled ways of doing it. Um, Again, camera angles aren't the greatest. No. So based on the faraway angle that I saw, probably not a red, probably the right decision was probably a yellow. But why are you, you know putting enough contact in where you're getting the referee to make a decision again. That's, that's the only thing about Portis, is that you have to be wiser to that situation. Um, I don't like the fact that people keep on doing this to Morelos and they don't get out, they, they seem to get away with it. Um, you know, There's a kind of bullying situation almost to it. Um, but as I say, there's ways of doing it that actually still within the laws of the game. I think sometimes when you, you're a bit more aggressive I don't, I don't see any benefit to that, especially if you get yourself sent off. And that could have happened. I don't. I think personally it was the right decision that he got a yellow card. Um, the handling one I think it's just accidental. I don't think he's looked at Hadji. Yeah. I don't think he's, he's come in with a forearm. I think it's just a, an accidental kind of collision. The second goal for him uh, sorry, the opening goal for Hibs. Again, Rangers just defensively were all over the place. They weren't closing down all the good stuff that they've done all season defensively just came unstuck against Hibs. Um, they, got, they did well, got themselves back into it. Morelos took his goal well. Um, Arfield, really good play, interchanging with him and Hadji to create his chance, took it well. Rangers had a couple of chances to kind of bury the game. Uh, Marciano had a really good game in the second half good saves for Hibbs. Yeah. Need a montage um, of
1: his saves.
0: But to be fair to Hibbs they totally deserved that point. Do you know what I mean? So you you look at that two two as a fair result and that's what will kick Rangers, you know, it's too early. That's the result's not going to change things. Celtic did show character two games, the last two games to come back from a, a goal down and Rangers haven't done the same but I think Hibs were a better probable position than St. Mirren and Livingston, for instance. Yeah,
1: do you think Hibs are capable of pushing Celtic and Rangers?
0: Not to challenge for the title, no. No, I don't either. But I just thought I'd pose the question. <laughs> <laughs>
1: not think... They don't have a big enough squad. They don't have enough options. No,
0: exactly. I think I, I really like the three forwards. Um, I think they've got. I think Gogic is good in midfield. It really helps them. Um, defensively, I still think there's... I don't think... I think Portis still has to learn a lot. I think there's still kind of mistakes in there. Um, and I just think, that, as you say, the strength of depth isn't there to kind of keep it going consistently enough to challenge Rangers and Celtic. So now we can go into Aberdeen.
1: No, what? Did Aberdeen <laughs> play on Sunday? <laughs> <had> think
0: to- <laughs>
1: But the game yeah, they, was called off
0: that was a big um, game of the
1: European teams in the yeah, yeah. I, I no, I was grateful for the fact that I was uh, I didn't get back at home in time and couldn't buy the game to see it but I was listening to it in the radio and it's one of those ones at the start well before the game starts you hear the news oh there's been a bit upset for my kid, it's pretty much a done deal he's obviously not in the squad And you're thinking alright okay but then you see that Holbin's not in the team either because obviously his, he's back from a long term injury they don't feel he can play two games in such short space of time so you're thinking right, what's the team going to be like and then you kind of see the team and you also see that has being left out it's fair enough maybe making a change putting McCrory back into another position the centre back and maybe running someone at right back or something like that but you then see McGeerick's out and Oyo's in and Oyo's not been at all good any of the games he's played this season he seems to be just giving the ball away to the opposition all the time so you start going oh no and but then you think, "I ah, we've been in good form, it's the same system. Hopefully, it'll be all right." But mother will just keeps really flying can, out the traps. They
0: just you've not really conceded um, up yeah. until that too many goals either. I think
1: conceded more goals in this game than we have the rest of the season. The
0: rest of the season, yeah. I think it's one of those games where you conceded stupid goals. And you conceded them at the worst possible time for Aberdeen in terms of you can see the early penalty again it's one of those kind of rules where hands are in what's classed as an unnatural position high up um, but again it's re- really close to the play um, and I think when you conceded that goal I think a lot of kind of momentum you lost a lot of momentum I think You've had a tough game away from home in the Europa League. Um, and I think that kind of kicked you in the ball straight away. and then, However, Motherwell
1: had a tough game as well, so I don't think we can use that as an excuse.
0: Well, I, I, but I guess a different level. I think Motherwell slipped up against a team that they shouldn't have slipped up against. I think Aberdeen battled a team who were on par with, or slightly less than Aberdeen, so I think that takes more out of you in a certain way. Um, and you're kind of setting yourself up a wee bit, probably a higher mood than maybe you should have been. And then as soon as Joel Lewis has that howler, you're kind of on the floor. Um, yes,
1: you're thinking well, this is not going to be our day. Yeah, you get set, the the first goal, you think, oh, you can plenty of time get back into the game. When you go two down within 10 minutes, I am just thinking, oh, uh basically, aye. And just really, poor defending as well. Taylor, like, even yeah. before, for the first goal, initially, it gives us a, well, we a ridiculously daft free kick. Um, however, after that, yeah, we just don't clear our lines from the corner. And the penalty, I, I maybe be slightly fortunate, but would I have be been shouting it for other end? Probably one of those ones. Um, and then, aye. Joe Lewis doesn't make many mistakes, but, the cost is a goal Um, and probably you think at that point even though we've been playing well we're going to struggle to get back into it
0: and then it gets even worse but do you think (laughs) do you think the McKenna thing as well do you think that adds because of the way it was kind of it seemed to all fall into place very close to, to the game and do you think that maybe there's a realisation that McKenna's maybe better than people will give him credit for in terms of just holding that defence together,
1: maybe? What I would say is within Aberdeen circles, I don't think there's any doubt that folk rate him. I think it's always been outside of Aberdeen. Yeah. What a lot of folk maybe only tend to see him playing for Scotland. They don't see him so much playing for Aberdeen and at international level. Maybe at times he has been cut out, but you've got to take, take into account as well, he's still relatively inexperienced at international level the times when he was criticised really heavily when he was playing against Romelu Lukaku who would give better defenders than McKenna a hard time I mean this season to be fair to McKenna I wouldn't say he's really put much of a foot wrong there was maybe the game against Rangers maybe could I a better back I just think that was a wee bit of miscommunication maybe between him and Taylor the higher line we were trying to do um, I think a massive miss certainly um, I think there was a start of Dread last week he'd not lost a header in the all season Um, he's pretty composed he's a type of player I think will get better as well Uh, 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 he's pretty young for a defender as well he's still only got 23
0: yeah I said on on Twitter I don't know if you you agree with this that it's probably the best move for everybody in terms of how they get a good fee and it seems that they've included a selling clause which I think is the the key part part to it as long as um, they sell Properly uh, within those mean- means and not like Ryan Fraser. Um, I think not for us, I've got a player with more potential than people realise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the player probably hit his- a ceiling with Aberdeen, whether that's because he was playing under McInnes' tactics or because he felt too comfortable. Maybe he was a wee bit like, know, there's no comparison, but. Van Dijk itself, you felt, was playing maybe a step ahead of everybody else and that caused maybe a couple of mistakes because he then fell into where everybody else was. I think maybe the same might have been with McKenna. Yeah. He just got too used to it maybe. He seemed... I think this this is a kind of... A, some players just need a change and a challenge, a different challenge. And I think that kind of fits...
1: He's got the attributes, I think, to succeed down south. I think there was at times, probably last season, he got criticised, and that was mainly because he'd handed in the transfer request. But to be fair to him, it never, he still, well, McInnes has come out and said how professional he still was. It didn't really affect him massively. And then this season, yeah, he's played really well. We've maybe not got the same fee as what we were rumoured to be going to get when Villa bid for him, but the Villa bid was ridiculous anyway. It was a loan with a a possibility of buying later on, which was just no on. If we've got the rumoured deal that we've got, sounds good. I think there's add-ons that are potentially quite easy to achieve as well and different things like that. You can imagine what the add-ons are, things like appearances and stuff like that, probably promotion, promotion different things yeah. and that. So, And then the sale on clause rumoured to be 20%, which when you see the fees that players go for down south, even from the championship, um, it could be a, a nice tidy sum to add on as well to it. But yeah, there was him, he's missing and then Holman's missing. You've got two of your back three. Holman's been really solid this season as well. So that doesn't help. And yeah, McCrory steps into centre-back, which he, he is good, but not as good. Um, I know you think he'll, that's where he'll end up playing. Whether maybe he's better than a four at the back, than a three at the back, I don't know. Or just we get caught all, all over the shop. It
0: would certainly the, the thing you'll go for some another centre-back. Um I said that there was talk that some funds, limited, will go back into the kind of transfer kitty. But if Horgan can't play two games, and I know you're not, you're not going to be looking at Europe as a a full on season. Um, but with COVID and the way things have been, and especially with Aberdeen, with games getting called off already, there is going to be lots of two game a week season that you're probably going to need another centre-back, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, I suppose it'll depend on how McInnes views McCrory, whether he sees him as he wants to play him in centre-midfield or whether he's willing to sacrifice what he brings there to, to play him at the back. I would like to see maybe a similar type of signing to what we've done with McCrory, a young guy that's wanting to kind of prove himself. I've, I've seen some talk of Jason Kerr at St. Johnston
0: be a good
1: Could be alright. Um obviously kind of similar age to these guys, like McKenna and McClory. He's getting proven in him. So that could be a possibility. I would rather see that than a loan deal. I don't think a loan deal would benefit us at this point. I think you want a wee bit of continuity um uh, with that as well. Plus, I think we potentially had to sign another centre back anyway, because yeah. of a Hobin situation. You don't know. He's only really contracted till January anyway so there is that as well plus I think if I remember rightly I think Ash Taylor's out of contract at the end of the season as well so certainly an area we need I think even Constantine is as well but I think Considine's got an option whereby if he plays a certain amount of games he, he triggers, a, triggers yeah. stage anyway so yeah we'll see what happens the thing as well though half time homing comes on so if he can't they seem to kind of play two games one and a half games make much of a difference really um, should he even have been on the bench? Maybe he should have just not been on the bench, with that as well. But yeah, the game itself, first half is done. You're only maybe looking for to try and at least maybe a bit of pride or get back into the game in some way. Marley Watkins for always good playing and everything like that. He's not a striker. Um, whether maybe a goal would help him? Maybe run. It, it might do because his work rate, everything about his game.
0: Very really unlucky. You know, very at The header off the post. That was a great leap and, you know, he's got it kind of on target. Um, so I, he's very unlucky with that chance. But I think the game was already gone by then. Edwin's yeah.
1: returned, um, which one, is positive. That was
0: he Yeah, that's positive. Um, it's one of those games I think you've just got to take it on the chin, as Tony Mulberry always said at Celtic, and just move on. Um, just concentrate on Sporting. Motherwell's point of view, I think Alan Campbell is... Again, a terrific midfielder. I think um, he's actually better for Motherwell than Turnbull in terms of over all-round all play, um, getting in about it, winning, dictating with passes and stuff. I think Turnbull will always get the headlines because of his goals and assists, um, but I think Campbell's definitely going to be the next one who goes and gets a bigger move. Um,
1: be fifth Celtic than what Turnbull.
0: Yeah, um, and I think i seen that the under-21s was named today. I'm still a bit dis- disappointed that he's not in the, the kind of senior reckoning and McCrory as well. I'd like one of them to have maybe got a, a shot. The thing I liked about Gordon Strachan when he was a Scotland manager is we'd always kind of get a call-up for a young player, even if it's just to be in... With the squads, yeah. I don't know the other two ones have got important games as well, but we should always be concentrating on the senior squad, uh, in my opinion. Um, Especially
1: with Ryan Jacks doubtful, obviously for the Scotland games. So yeah, well,
0: Campbell would have been someone that
1: could have been can, under contention can we come in for that one.
0: Versatility. Um, yeah, options at the back. Kenny McLean, bio accounts, looking at Norwich City fans isn't doing best uh, down there. I don't think he's. Um, the hero that he was um, in their promotion season at the moment. So, um, I would like to see seen one of those two uh, in the senior squad. Um, it, it, the other thing about Motherwell is they're starting to score goals. I, I was always a bit worried about where the goals were coming from, so that, that's a, a bonus that uh, they've started to score again and climbing the table so, and it's a good win for them before their European tie um, so it kind of sets them up for that one and I think as I, as I said to you before it's kind of a timely reminder for Aberdeen for their European tie it kind of focuses all on trying to get that result and not maybe oh we've not lost for some amount of games and we've not conceded for some amount of games so I think that could be a good timely reminder for that particular game
1: Oh hi! No, definitely. Um, I agree completely with that. Um, but I mother well, possibly the what Turnbulls helped them in a way. Yeah, I think it has. I mid- think it's helped the, the balance. Yeah, it's helped the balance in the midfield definitely. Um, Paul Worth's a, a player that imp- was impressive last year, and he was impressive again at the weekend. He it's also had Campbell. I know Hard a player I liked when he was at Dundee. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, he's still. I I don't know. Maybe he's not that young anymore. Maybe in mid twenties. So. I think they've got a pretty good balance about Redfield.
0: midfield. Yeah, they... no, I like the midfield bowlers. Deliveries at set pieces. is fantastic. Um, and that's a, a great um, thing to have in your team in Scottish football, somebody that can put on a good ball from a set-piece.
1: I should have asked earlier with European fixtures, how many out of the four do you think will go through?
0: I think... Two is a distinct possibility. I'm hopeful of four, but I don't know if that's just more hope than anything else. Um, three, three would be fantastic.
1: No, I, I, I'm of the mind that Rangers and Celtic will probably get through, um, and it's a tough ask for Aberdeen and Motherwell. But surely a big like what one of the other Scottish teams out with Rangers the Celtic is surely due a big win at some point.
0: I would, I would say so. Um I would be more hopeful for Aberdeen Ed McKenna still been there. Um but I still think the circumstances both Botherwell and Aberdeen do have more of a chance than they have ever before. Um committed come into it with a good win over Aberdeen. Aberdeen still come into it knowing that they've done well this season. Um, And that's just been... That game could just be a blip, the Motherwell game. Yes. But they have to prove that.
1: Yeah, because it's not as if Motherwell were outstanding. I think it was just Motherwell were clinical and and
0: capitalised
1: on a couple of mistakes.
0: mistakes. Yeah. And And as I said to you already, the mistakes happened at the worst possible time for Aberdeen. And Motherwell capitalised on it. So...
1: Yeah. Um so some of other things I wanted to touch on was Glasgow City. are going to be now playing at Broadwood instead of Petershill. I think we spoke about it off air a wee bit. Do you think it'll be a good thing in terms of the community potentially getting behind Glasgow City as a successful side? I think if fans can... get back to football.
0: Yeah, well yeah. <laughs> I think fans have to get back to football first. I think Broadwood is actually a nice stadium for kind of um, how do I put this delicately, like, kind of neutral fans almost, or fans that are used to um their own stadium, if you know what I mean? Um like I think Clyde fans are still used to, or were still used to Shawfield, So they, they yeah, thought Shawfield, it was a bit ba- Um and then they, they so I think they thought it was a kind of um a bit sanitized uh Broadwood. Um I've written
1: sanitized now. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: 2020 is the, the sanitized uh, sanit- we should probably have uh, a deal with Deto. Uh we're still looking for a sponsor. Uh but I think if you can get the um North Lanarkshire Council on board. If you can try and get people from Cumbernail, you know, there'll be girls, um, families. There's so much that you can maybe get that Clyde couldn't to to a certain degree. Um, I'll be interested because the thing about Clyde and Broadwood was that the council always kind of were quite expensive landlords. So I I don't know what's happened there that's kind of... um, Yeah. Gone wrong um, in the past, and hopefully that won't happen. I can understand; you know, people will be a bit disappointed they're not in Glasgow, um, but you know, I, I think it's a, it could be potentially a good move. Um, I think there's a lot of goodwill towards Glasgow City, uh, and hopefully that continues.
1: Yeah, because I think part of the problem as well was that Glasgow City were having problems playing at Hill that season. Yeah. So it's only a temporary thing, I think, as far as I'm aware.
0: Right. So
1: I will see what happens, because that's due to return mid on this month, is the the expectation. So, And there's going to be games on BBC Scotland. On a that's Sunday.
0: perfect, yeah. And I have been calling for that for the last two <laughs> years, at least. Um, I don't see why it couldn't have been on the BBC Scotland channel before now. Oh, it's going to be
1: streamed, certainly. So on the website, maybe not on the channel, but still...
0: But, yeah, Let's but,
1: but about with streaming.
0: Yeah, streaming. I think is, is is a fine compromise, but I don't see why it shouldn't be on the channel. I don't, I, I, you know, it's a public broadcasting corporation that should be showing certain things like that to get more diversity. Um, and I think it's a product that's a lot better than people give reason they uh, give it credit for. Um, I just definitely. To let, just to let you know, um, my sources um, being Sky Sports News. I just said that Celtic's Christopher Julian's out of the game against Riga with a back problems. So that's probably why he wasn't.
1: Aye, should I should have go. Oh, away they are and they are facing their problems as well. Potential at centre back because obviously Christopher Ayer's still getting linked to a move away. So be interesting to see what happens there. One thing I would say is, as Christopher Ayer, if the rumored fee is about fifteen million, five times the player McKenna. I don't know, but I think if, yeah. if if they were to get fifteen million for Ayer, I think they'd be getting a great deal.
0: I think, I think they could get more from him.
1: You think so? Was um, ball-playing ball centre-back?
0: Yeah, he's the kind of... Um, there's, there's certain things which he gets a lot more ticks than Scott McKenna, which are sometimes unfair on McKenna. Um, champion, uh, European football, he's more accustomed to it. Uh, he started very young at... Um,
1: Rosenberg, was it?
0: Nor- up, the. Mulder Mulder We'll get that
1: eventually
0: What are the Norwegian in, teams In Norway He started off a Cap- as
1: a I think he started off as a Defensive midfielder as well he,
0: Yep yeah, He can play both positions he can, he can play right back as well He's like the Norwegian uh, Ross McCrory <laughs> uh, He's International caps I suppose the same as McKenna in that sense Um uh and there was something else that was I thought was quite um, prudent. Is at a club where teams have got good players from? You know, Van Dyke's done well down south. Keon Tealing's doing well down south. Um, when Yama Dembele, did well initially yeah, when he left. When Yama did well, uh, Fraser Foster did well originally. Then doing well, Leon. So th- there's that to it as well. And what was the other thing? him um, a few
1: goals as well.
0: He's very easy on the eye as a defender. Um, and he's still of a very young age that he can improve, which is, I suppose, the same as McKenna. Um, but I think, I think it's those you kind know, of, he's won medals. He's also moved from a country and done well in another country. So he's already made that, you know, he's already shown that he can adapt. So I think there's a few more ticks to his CV uh, in that aspect, and that's why you're seeing you know clubs of AC Milan Elk um, supposedly interested in them. Yeah. I
1: know Leicester are still after a centre-back, but I don't know whether Celtic would be very reluctant to do business with Leicester. I don't think
0: it's the right if, fee. Yeah, though, I, think I, would I, I, I don't think Lobel's got a problem if the fee's um, considerable.
1: Yeah. Um the other news of interest was the West of Scotland League has finally announced of Fitchers. I think they're hoping for a date of the tenth or seventeenth of October. But again there was talk of maybe that being delayed. So we'll see what happens with that one. I don't know. Um
0: It's just tough without the fans and without you know, with the guidelines changing so much and I don't think they've had proper support from the the top echelons of the authorities, football yeah. authorities and
1: government so yeah the slightly weird situation was though that the fixtures guy was the guy that announced all the conferences and the splits of the groups as opposed to the league the fixtures guy is great because he was involved in the juniors last year Um I think I'm trying to remember I think maybe he's been doing it for a couple of seasons he was fantastic he actually had a, a proper fixture list in advance which hadn't been the case in the juniors for a long, for a long yeah, time I
0: remember going to certain websites to find out when the fixtures were and it was all to be confirmed. Aye,
1: I mean, you'd be lucky oh. if you could get fixtures beyond two weeks so he was the one that announced it with some videos and stuff like that so I the conferences have been set up um, fixtures have been announced it'll just be a case of will these dates definitely be the ones that are used to start the the new bright future.
0: It's a disappointing Time to, to, to start all this kind of new new stuff, anyway. Um, it just depends on whether or not certain teams can afford it, and that's the, the, the kind of stark truth at all. Um, whether or not they can afford to open up the grounds just to not have fans in it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I you, no, you obviously weren't here last week, but. Tal but had live streamed the first game. I'm not sure if they live streamed the game at the weekend as well, they might have done. Um, so
0: I did see I seen the the live streaming of the, the first game. Um and yeah, there's going to be have to be ways of really stepping up and doing things. Um, you know, I was thinking today, you know, there's going to be some ways of maybe charging people to come in and take penalties. Um, not during games, but if you've got a, a, a surface that you can afford to, to have, um, I was thinking like new come like for instance. beat the goalie. Yeah, that essentially, is. but against the, the first team goalkeeper, you have him in. Um, so uh,
1: <laughs> just thinking one half beat the goalie, the other half fishing for a goldfish. Eh? Aye, <laughs> I
0: get a goldfish. Well, I mean, I mean, there has to be the thing, the yeah, thing yeah. Is, is as a youngster that was always. You know, I, mean, I always dreamed of playing at Hamden or highbrooks uh, just to score, score a goal or having that opportunity. So you know, there's a must be people out there that will be willing to do that sort of thing. You know the, you've got the, the the buy a brick situation you've got at certain clubs. Um, yeah, I know Darvall did that last season. You got face masks. You know, can you have a a board and. Uh, Dressing room with uh, members' names on it and stuff like that. You, 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 sometimes you go back to to go forward in terms of your thinking. Sometimes you you think outside the box. That the, there has to be ways in which football teams still have to to get a wee bit of money that people will be happy to to, to do it. You know, and whether it's um, can they, you know, surely they can still do. Um, stadium tours, and I know some of these clubs, people are as of to see, but I would love to go to certain small clubs and see the changing rooms, take some photographs, do some like you know, picture blogs and stuff. You know, and it, it,
1: I can't remember what team it was, but I think was it maybe Rotherglen or something like that. I think a couple of the management staff went a tour around all day with the West Scotland yeah, clubs. Yeah, uh,
0: Rotherglen, Kern, yeah, they did that. Um, it was quite I interesting. Hold on to I like um, Motherwell's uh, scheme that they're doing with uh, the Motherwell Trust of sending out pies to fans, a bit like the SFA did with the Scotland game, the competition winners and stuff. Oh,
1: well, I tell you what, if B B did that, they'd be doing it Just Club in Scotland.
0: Oh, there you go. Are there pies?
1: Maybe maybe tweet them and say that's what they need to do, start sending their their moral pies out to everyone. Oh, they're brilliant.
0: It was the the same, uh, Mary Hill, they've got a breakfast pie. So it's like sausage, beans, uh, yeah. egg and stuff like that. So if you've got... So, so then you're, you're giving money to a local entrepreneur, a local business, as well as the club. Um, and if you're doing a streaming service, you can offer up... Because these people all come in within the town. You know, a lot of the, the fans for Rock and Leck will live in Rock and Lake or live in yeah. Ayrshire. So... Or Beef or... Um, co-winning whatever, you know, they're they're all all they're in the heart of the community so let's figure out ways that we can help the community and help the football club Um, and a lot of them are doing that and I've covered a lot of them and they're they're doing fantastic Um, hopefully, as I say, Scottish football can see and, you know, the bigger clubs can do more to help as well Um, and the associations and the
1: the government Aye, it'd be good to even see as well when fans are allowed to return, maybe the bigger clubs helping out by visiting the smaller grounds as well and different things like that. Yeah. Uh, and if, if, whether it's, even if it's no one down that season, or whatever, just a bit more togetherness.
0: Could we have the same thing for Scottish football that we had for the hospitality trade in terms of help, eat out to help, help out, kind of thing, where you have... Yeah, yeah, we could. Maybe... You pay £5 for a ticket to go to Polk and the government top it up by a couple of pounds or match your, your price um, for a junior team or a West of Scotland team or a Lowland team. So there's a certain cut-off point in terms of what league you're in that you then have people going, well, actually, I'm only paying this amount, but the government's going to top it up. So let's go I think of
1: the- a name for it. There's a... But- the only thing I can think of shy and pie that would um
0: shy and pie
1: <laughs> we're obsessed with pies on this podcast I tell don't, you
0: don't be shy the government are paying for your pie
1: well maybe that might, that, might, that might bring a diff, an altogether different kind of punter <laughs> uh, with that one well so... they're,
0: they're all welcome at this stage. Ah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> Maybe another business um, at It, it would be
1: it'll be a different version of OnlyFans anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: dear.
1: But, um, I, but I no, no, I think that's quite a good idea actually. Like um, and I think it is something that has been spoken about a lot in the terms of the government having to help out football clubs and a massive impact in the community. Um it, it, it helps the
0: community out, it helps people Get back on their feet in terms of, right, well, I'm definitely going to the game on Saturday because I know that I'll get whoever I pay, somebody's going to help out as well. And it's a kind of almost instant way of getting people back into football when they can get back into it. Um, and it, the government aren't paying a full whack. So they're then thinking, well, at least we're just charging a wee bit extra on top of what the fans are, are paying. Um. So it just seems as if if you if you could do it for one um, sector, can we try and help out another sector in the same the same vein?
1: Well, I um, like it, and even the, the beat they beat the goalie as well. Get that sorted.
0: It's just are still allowed into the grounds in terms of you know it's just not as a a huge number. So can we do it in a way that okay have have a, a have a. a kind of school group who can come in together and they'll pay a certain amount and, and then they're, they're hitting against a, a keeper who's semi-professional professional. I know it's a kind of, as you say, it's a kind of um, going back to the kind of in Rulligan, what we Day where you had a kind of day of throwing coconuts and all sorts aye, aye. and winning goldfish that would die in the, inside 24 hours but you know, yeah I had
1: goldfish I had a goldfish there once that lasted about seven years
0: I think you were the I think you've got a world record then I think. <laughs> <laughs> most of them ended up in people's flushed in people's toilets uh, within a day but you know just we, we need to I think a lot of people understandably see the setback but I think they, they then are then slumping rather than let's think of new ways let's get something else on the go Um let's Push something else. Let's ask the government more questions. Let's um, try and figure out ways of supporting them, the, the clubs, differently. Um,
1: yes. And I'm sure plenty of fans would have good ideas as well.
0: Oh, 100%, yeah. And uh, you know, you look at these junior clubs and these smaller clubs, the committees are full of people with ideas. Um, and the, the, these are the things that why the clubs keep taking over.
1: Bye. Well, I mean, Tal, but we've got our new top out. Recently, so it's a Kappa number, and that's certainly raised a good bit of money because it was very popular. Now, if, you need, have... if you buy it and you go a couple of sizes up, it's, it's Kappa tops are pretty tight.
0: Yeah, I never bought Kappa tops because of that. Uh,
1: You've been an it. Italian footballer to wear other. I think.
0: Exactly, uh, I was uh, always a Scottish footballer by uh, ability and looks. um they could have really, having been recently to to the, t- uh, the stadium down there, um, they could have made that photograph so much better. Had they uh, taken a wee bit more time of the setting uh, of the photograph, um, because there's so many good, you know, there, there's the mural, there's the yeah, there's the, I like the bench, you know, I love a bench in, in these sort of grounds. Yep, you can then just sit the player on the bench and look onto the the pitch behind, turn the yeah. bench around and look yep. onto the pitch behind and stuff. Ah,
1: um, the crest but, on the gate, there's a crest in the sand. Yeah. As well. They, could, yeah. they
0: so, could have got you involved. Yeah, they could have, of course. Yeah, I, mean, I think, um, but as I say, just take these ideas on, just just uh, see if you'd ask, see if you ask online on Twitter, like, where, where was the best, ask the fans, the fans know better than me. I mean, I yeah. So ask the fans. Where's best? Where where should we unveil our strip? What's the best seat in the stadium, or what's the best view of the the, the park? They'll tell you, and then that's all you go with.
1: You know, you didn't come in, in for you know you didn't come in for a cup of tea, but you couldn't anyway because I think you were in some kind of lockdown, weren't you? So uh,
0: hmm. yeah, I don't think we were allowed to visit other people's houses, no. um, and it was a very quick. Um, couple of photographs and then back up the road we were taking the dog out so. but
1: we'll, we'll yeah. definitely be back because it's a, a nice wee ground I know it is, it's a great wee ground definitely um, I think that might sum everything up for the week that cool. I can't think of anything else like, we've,
0: covered
1: everything. we've covered everything and more so I, if any of the fans can think of the equivalent of eat out to help out for a football um, name Get in touch with us on Twitter at SFF Podcast, and preferably
0: preferably none with uh, kind of sexual working connotations. It's, you know,
1: like
0: my one with
1: the uh, yeah the pie yeah. I'm going to give a shout out to Good John. He has done a couple of podcasts, I would say, recently with Davy Irons and Colin McTiddy, and there is one due out with the old. Crazy Airdrie keeper That Some of our older listeners Will remember John Martin John Martin Yeah His
0: fancy Fancy tops And his moustache Yep Um, Was the the Colin McCready one Was that bit murder (laughs) (laughs)
1: that one. <laughs> <laughs> you're on form tonight aren't you, oh, yeah, but, uh, all, the you missed, old, all the old jokes are in. you missed my you missed my joke earlier or maybe like my wife a lot of my jokes go over the head when I said about there had to be a montage when Marciano saves yeah I, I saw you laughing thinking of,
0: his,
1: I think. thinking of his first
0: name ah
1: uh, yes uh, okay. uh, you see it's too clever for you uh, that's the problem see, that's what saying. my jokes are too clever it's not that they're not too sharp. It was too it's too sharp it's too sharp and too clever so, I, um, cheers for coming on again. Enjoy your break next week, whatever you're up to. And I Thank will you be very back much. next week, maybe myself. I might just talk to myself. We'll see what happens. <laughs> right, just
0: got.